This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association and Warrior Queen. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your producer, Will, and here's your host, Lillian Kerbick. Thank you, Will. Will, it's Healthcare Month. It's Healthcare Month. I, I love Healthcare Month. We are devoting multiple episodes this month, um, which is defined as the middle of October to middle of November, because that's when Healthcare Month is, uh, to untangling the mess of money confusion in healthcare. And that is because November 1st is when healthcare.gov exchange is open. So if you do get your healthcare through the exchange, uh, that is open enrollment for you, which is the time to switch plans or get a new plan or add dependents. Um, or if you work a job and get employer-sponsored insurance, it's likely your open enrollment season is about now. Once again, if you're a non-American listener, I apologize. Please go rub your socialist healthcare all over yeah, yourself. Go buy affordable drugs at a pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the sickest burn <laughs> gotcha <laughs> go buy your reasonably priced medical care yeah. <laughs> um we have two listener questions today um our first up one is from anna will you read it will yeah anna says hello i sent a question a while back about whether hsas were evil republican scams or useful tax shelters i since made maxing out my hsa part of my money goals i've been successful so far this year which created a potential problem I was super on the ball and maxed out my HSA contributions a month or so ago. Yay. Then I got a new job. Also yay. Now I've picked insurance at my new job, which is again an HDHP with an HSA, which includes an employer contribution to my HSA. I should get this money this year, which means that when it hits, I'll have over-contributed the allowed amount. Boo. Is there something I can do to fix this? Oh, Anna. One, I'm so glad to hear that uh, that last episode, um, which we did during Healthcare Month mm -hmm. last year, I remember that. helped you choose to max out your HSA and that you succeeded at your goal. That's super rad. And congrats on the new job. Sounds like you kind of are in a situation of having too much of a good thing uh, with your HSA. So this is good information to know for anyone. Um, there are reasons why you could end up over-contributing to your HSA. Changing jobs is one of them. Sometimes you could just do the calculations for how much you're allowed to put in them wrong um, if you're self-employed. Um, since you discovered this before taxes are due, it's actually super easy for you. Um, it gets a lot more complicated if you discover it after taxes are due. All you can do is just take out the HSA contributions that put you over. So... For example, if you're like 1200 over because you got a 1200 employer contribution, um, you could just take out those HSA contributions and declare them as extra income on your taxes. There is an easy way to withdraw some or all of the excess contributions and not pay the excise tax on the amount withdrawn. But you do have to meet the following conditions. You have to take them out by the due date, including extensions of your tax return for the year that the contributions were made. So it's actually like by October, which would be the extension date, mm -hmm. um, October of next year, to be clear. You also withdraw any income earned on the withdrawn contributions and include this earnings and other income for your 
tax return for the year that you withdraw the contributions and earnings. So um, this is important. It sounds like you um, you mentioned you might invest your HSA last time. So if you have some small percentage of money that your HSA earned, which frankly, because it's only been a couple months, it's probably only going to be a couple dollars unless you, I don't know, have the best investments ever. Um, <laughs> 10% interest. Sure. <laughs> um, but you need to make sure to pull that out as well and declare it as other income on your tax return. For the mechanics of actually doing this, which I realize it's like, but how do I pull it out? Do I use the debit card and just take it out as cash? Right. Um, there's usually an excess contributions form that you can fill out and your whoever administers your HSA will have an excess contributions form. Like this is a pretty normal problem. I mean, the bad news is that you're not special, but the good news is you're not special. <laughs> and since it sounds like this is only going to be a small amount of money, it's going to be relatively easy. So basically, it's just going to be treated like you didn't put that in there to yeah, begin you're just, with. You're just going to pay regular taxes, oh, okay. taxes on that money. So I, in general, it's great. Um, there is one other option, which is to use your HSA over contribution in a future year. Um, but you have to actually pay a penalty for that. So there's rarely a reason to do that, um, especially if you notice before tax time. The main reason that you would do that is if you noticed after tax time that you um, over contributed in the year prior, then you could pull that money out and then just count it as a future year. Right. So that'd be like if you already goofed and didn't realize it yeah, yeah. <laughs> before like you did cool the the penalties are kind of annoyingly steep considering that you're still going to be using this on health expenses like how steep um it's i think it's 7.5 percent okay so that's um, a good chunk of yeah, your money yeah. in there it's a it's a chunk um so you know my biggest recommendation is actually just pull out the money and pay regular taxes on it hmm. so we have another listener question from allison allison asks i'm confused about the fact that the federal open enrollment period doesn't overlap with some companies open enrollment and those also don't necessarily overlap with each other. If you want to switch insurance to your spouse's employer or from an exchange plan to one with a new employer, but there's a large overlap in the time period, are you just supposed to pay for both insurances at the same time? Getting a new job doesn't seem to be a qualified life event if you didn't leave a previous job's health insurance or move away at the same time. Yes. Okay. This is a great question. Um, so the first thing to know is that there is great news. You have the right to end your exchange health coverage at any time. You just have to send a notice like you would do with like a month to month apartment lease or like your cable contract or something yeah, like that. Yeah, your Comcast bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, in many ways, it's actually easier to cancel than a Comcast bill. <laughs> you may need to end your marketplace plan if you get other health coverage. So it's uh, if, if you're on an exchange plan and then you get a new employer that provides health insurance, you would just cancel your coverage. So you would need to wait until you have access to a new plan. So if you're on a marketplace plan, you would just wait until the open enrollment period, either at you or your partner's work during open enrollment, or mm -hmm. maybe when you start a new job and become eligible, like commonly you become eligible after 30, 60, or 90 days on a new job for their health insurance. And then you would just wait until that period, till you become eligible, which is either open enrollment or because you've started a new job and have hit that entry period. And then you would just end coverage for everyone on the exchange plan and your um, your termination would take effect as soon as the day you cancel. Okay. You can also set the marketplace coverage to end to a date in the future. Like if you know new coverage will start on the first day of the following month or something like that. Right. So you can have you can have your former plan cancel, we, right? And and yeah. right when the new one kicks in. Yep, totally. Cool. And I've I've done this before. It's a thing. You can do it. I've I've done it. It's not even that agonizing. 
So, yes, you can't suddenly enroll in your spouse's insurance at work mid-year if you don't have what's called a special enrollment period. So you'd have to wait it out and cancel your plan until open enrollment if you're on an exchange plan, open enrollment at your spouse's job. So That sounds like a little risky. Yeah. yeah. So you essentially just have to wait out for open enrollment at your spouse's job. That's actually the easiest scenario right here where you're on an exchange plan, which you can cancel, and you're just waiting until open enrollment at your spouse's. You won't have to double pay in that case. However, canceling your group insurance through work is a bit trickier. There are two specific circumstances that allow you to drop your group health insurance outside of open enrollment in most cases. To qualify, you must be enrolled in what's called a Section 125 cafeteria plan, which sounds like it has to do with food, but it has nothing to do with food. I think that was my college dining plan. (laughs) Section 125. this is considered um this is the good news is that like even though that sounds really technical that's actually most healthcare plans it essentially just generally means that you're paying pre-tax but you also need to have your hours reduced to fewer than 30 hours a week but still retain eligibility for your group's health policy oh weird or you need to opt to buy coverage through an affordable care act marketplace plan So what you could do in a tricky situation if you're trying to get off of your work plan and you still qualify for it and your work has not dropped below 30 hours a week Uh is that you um, if if you don't have the option to drop it, you could drop it and say that you're getting on an exchange plan, but you can only join an exchange plan during open enrollment. (laughs) Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Sort of. (laughs) So I... The big thing to know, though, is that losing your health insurance legitimately is a um, loss of coverage. So if you leave a job where you were covered under health insurance, you will likely qualify for a special enrollment period on your spouse's health insurance. Oh, okay, because you lost your coverage. Because you lost in coverage. And that triggers the special enrollment period. And that triggers special enrollment. Loss of insurance is a special enrollment period. So let's say you leave a job with health insurance in May and your partner's health insurance open enrollment is in September. You would count as losing your health insurance so you would be able to enroll outside of that September open enrollment. But if you just like your partner's health insurance better, like you don't have super great health insurance through work, but you want to wait until your partner's health insurance, um, but you don't qualify to leave your group health insurance in plan, then yes, you have stumbled onto the very annoying thing where you may end up having to double pay for a couple months if your open enrollment at work does not line up with your spouse's open enrollment hmm. at work because you won't be able to cancel that plan and get onto an exchange plan until the open enrollment period. Unless you somehow finagle your way out of being eligible. eligible. Yes, right, which would, then would count as a loss of insurance, right? Piss off so, some doctors or something. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is a, like, really, I, I realize we've used a lot of terms in this special enrollment period and open enrollment, and it can get really confusing. Um, but the... It sounds, it sounds like people talking about playing magic cards. It, it kind of is. It's kind of like you're you're calculating your, like, entrance when you're rolling multiple dice yeah, in D&D. Weird, weird. And none of them, like, actually coordinate. It's like you're paying D&D, but like one person is playing with a six-sided die and one person <laughs> is a 12-sided die and and the uh, rules are poorly written it, perhaps even malicious yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here uh playing D with a drunk dm is kind of like what health insurance in the u.s is like so i mean the good the good news here for you is that um open enrollment periods are often the same time of year they're usually around right now which is why it is health insurance <laughs> health, it's health insurance month Healthcare yeah. month <laughs> that's why it's health care month on oh my dollar but uh the good news is that um 
you essentially if you do have something that triggers what is called a special enrollment period i'll put down the common um special enrollment period things um generally this is get married have a kid lose insurance mm-hmm. um actually moving states <laughs> is not actually um usually oh, moving bizarre. usually moving states would you know you'd be changing jobs and so then it would be loss of uh-huh. insurance but if you like m- moved states and uh for some reason your job w- doesn't let you switch and you may have to stay enrolled in a plan that doesn't really help you in your new or, state or what if i while. was on a state marketplace plan and moved um i believe if you move out of state and you're on an exchange plan you I, well the exchange plans you can cancel anytime oh okay huh. so yeah those those you can cancel anytime so the good news is if that you're on an exchange plan um you have that ability to cancel it at any time which is really nice because they're meant to kind of help people that don't have access to insurance otherwise and you know for some people the goal is going to be getting into a job that has benefits and has health uh-huh. insurance for them and it's nice to know it's there and you're not going to be stuck double paying huh Another option would be, of course, if you just really like your spouse's insurance at work and you hate yours at work, is to get married or, lol, have a kid. (laughs) Uh, Because those would trigger a special enrollment period. So just saying, that's an option. Probably probably better reasons. (laughs) There's probably worse reasons to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I... I think um, the amount that you would double pay for insurance for a couple months is probably less than the amount you would pay to have a kid. Yeah, probably. Just This is basic <laughs> economist calculations right there. Yeah, okay. Run the numbers before you have a kid just to get off of your insurance plan. As always, it's about running the numbers and your values. <laughs> Do you want a kid? Um, anyway, I hope that answered both of your questions. Thank you so much to our listeners that write in. This is going to be our second to last episode during Healthcare Month, but um, if you send in another question, we will hopefully get it's the penultimate penultimate episode. And you know, as always, we will answer your questions year round about healthcare, but we like to cram them all in this month. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and if you are waiting to get insurance um, through the exchanges, please know that your plans may have changed in the past year. They may have been discontinued, so it is possible that you do have to log in and um, actually read enroll if you are on an exchange plan so check it out make sure just don't set it on default don't procrastinate because you've only got six weeks to enroll on the exchanges so it's like you're talking directly to me (laughs) (laughs) will i am looking at you yeah and will do you have a reminder for our folks about our campaign that we're doing yes i do a quick reminder that we are on a mission to get 50 reviews and 100 ratings on itunes before the end of the year right now we're at 18 reviews and 52 ratings it takes about 10 seconds to click the stars to rate us so please help I think that wraps our show for today, Will. Our producer is Will Romy, and our intro music is by Aaron Brecky. I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thank you for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. <laughs>